Welcome to the third series of the LT Chat Show. My name is Roger Saunders, Associate Professor and University Teacher Fellow, and this podcast is about all things teaching and learning in HE. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and if you'd like to participate, check out my contact details in the episode description. Welcome to the LT Chat Show, and today my guest is Liz Doherty. Uh, Liz, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hi, Roger. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm Liz Doherty. I'm a senior lecturer at De Montfort University Law School, and I'm the programme leader of all of our undergraduate law programmes as well. And today we're going to be uh, talking about how to use technology or technologies to help us to be more efficient, effective with our time. I'm being quite loose there because I I know you're going to sort of talk about specifics. Is is that right? Have I encapsulated it? Yeah, I think it's and and a lot of this stuff really is kind of going really back to basics, but it's basics that I wasn't aware of. And I think a lot of my colleagues aren't aware of, but I found it really useful to implement them. So I just thought, well, you know, maybe a lot of people are already aware of it, but it'd be worth mentioning because I think a lot of people would would benefit from it if they're not already aware of it. And and when when and how did you first encounter this? Because I, I did say before we started the recording that um, in in sort of my experience, sometimes it's a case of something uh, happening or not happening in a in a classroom space and me reflecting on that and then trying to think of something which would address it. Um, I have to say the majority of the time it's either listening to a podcast or a conference or a webinar or something and somebody will say something. and I think, oh, my God, yes, that's that's a really good idea. I'm going to try that. So mm. how did you first get into this particular area? Okay, so it really it hasn't it didn't come from listening to a podcast or hearing anyone else do it. It more came from a place of I've got I've got all of these communications that I've got to send out, send out. I've got all of these things that I need to do. There must be a way that I can do this in a much uh, quicker way, but in a way that still engages my students, still makes them feel seen Um, because what the. Prior to coming to DMU, um, I started in DMU in 2020. Prior to coming to DMU, I was with a much smaller law school uh, where the year groups were, say, a third of the size they are at DMU. And the you know number of staff that were working there was a tenth of what it is at DMU. So my way of working had to change quite dramatically in terms of how I was engaging my students, how I was maintaining those um, kind of relationships with them and those lines of communication. So it just came from a place of this is what I want to achieve. I'm not quite sure how to do it, but if I do a quick Google search, I'm sure there'll be something that tells me how I can achieve (laughs) this. And so that's, that's how it came about. It was more curiosity and just... Yeah, I just kind of liked the idea of of being able to try something new and find a quicker way of doing things and working smarter, not harder, I think. Yeah. And it has oh, been I, really effective. I, I think curiosity curiosity is a, is a great place to start. And actually, I had a very similar experience in that I came from a much smaller uh, business school when I joined uh, De Montfort and so some things didn't translate there was only about 150 students altogether in the whole business school yeah. um, whereas that would be about one programs well actually less than one programs worth at, at DMU so what were the kind of first things that you found or investigated or tried um okay so the first thing and this is probably my um 
my favourite is male merge, <laughs> which a lot of people, like I say, are probably very aware of it, but I wasn't. And it's not something that I think a lot of, of colleagues do. We're so used to, if we're wanting to put communication out there, we put it out on announcements on Blackboard. And I know when I was a student, I was probably not a very good student, but I just kind of mass deleted blackboard announcement emails from my inbox and so I was kind of thinking if there's something that I really want everyone to see I need to make sure that I'm doing something that is with the students that is going to really catch their eye because I know they'll check their emails but it's the ones that they choose to open so what I started to do is I started to um it started when I was I was first year tutor on the LLB and I was trying to ensure that I was really uh, getting students to come out of the woodwork that were maybe having issues or uh, you know not feeling 100% or their attendance wasn't great or they 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 just needed to remember that we see them and so that's when the mail merge started and what I did it was really simple I had a spreadsheet that had all of the students names and emails on which obviously for GDPR reasons I then delete um, but I had all of their details on this spreadsheet in terms of their name, their first name, their last name and their email address and what level of study they were at. And I would just simply use that mail merge, use that spreadsheet to create a, a document um, to kind of send them an email. But instead of it saying, dear all, it would say, you know, dear Sandra, I hope you're well and enjoying, you know, enjoying the year so far but I just wanted to reach out to you personally to see how you're doing and to remind you that you know I'm here um but the thing with it that I also did was I made sure that for each of those students I also had their personal tutor name and email in that spreadsheet so that in the email that I sent to the students it would then generate it would also I could then say just to remind you your personal tutor is and their email address is. And the way that I did this with MailMerge, I, I mean, I don't think you'll want me to give a full tutorial on how MailMerge works, and I'm sure you're you're aware of it. But all you do is create this document and then insert merge fields, which basically puts into that document the information from a specific column and into the merge field. And so with one, all I, all I did was write out the email and then with one click of a button, I'd sent out 300 personalised emails to students or, you know, 600 or whatever. Um, and the, the response was amazing. It meant that I really got so many kind of responses from students saying thank you so much for reaching out to me this means so much to me I'm really glad that you've kind of you've got in touch this is what I've got going on um you know actually I've been meaning to get in touch with someone but I've felt almost embarrassed or and, and it was fantastic at helping those students feel seen because of course they are seen we know our students we see them we know you know we know who they are and what what um they've got going on or even if you know i don't their personal tutor does but just that simple that simple process made them feel seen and i think when you've got a particularly large school or large program 
that's one of the things that we battle against with students is making sure that they feel part of that community. And so simply by using mail merge just to kind of get in contact with them and send them an email to their email address that's, that says, you know, dear Sandra or dear Roger, um, it kind of then, I think, opened up those lines of communication with me. It also then pushed them towards their personal tutors. And that's that was when I was first year tutor. Um, but what I then did is thought, OK, this has worked really well. How else can I use it? So I started to use it um, in terms of attendance. I started to use it if they were um, if they if they'd kind of got a particular, I would write out an email for students that had got a particular uh, where their grades fell into a particular grade bracket and would then send a personalised message about that. Um, I found it really, really useful when we had students that had done in-person presentations as well as um, written submissions and multiple choice questions where I would have all of that information in that spreadsheet as we would anyway to upload it. But I would just use that to send them an email to say, well done on getting 78 in your oral presentation. You know, and it was so that's kind of the the thing that I have um, that would say, I value a lot. It's made a huge difference to me as a personal tutor, as a module leader, but crucially as a programme leader, because I think it's really helped me to have direct um, direct contact with students without sending out 300 different mm. emails that I'm having to write. Um, and, and some of them, you know, they've worked out how I'm doing it, but they don't. It doesn't matter because they know that I'm still that we're you know we're making the effort to kind of reach out. So yeah, the first one was mail merge. It's quite simple, and I'm sure you know there's many people listening that will have heard of it. But what I've realised is is there's an awful lot of people that haven't. Um, yeah. And I hadn't heard of it. Um, I hadn't used I, it before. I can honestly say I've heard of it. I've even used it before, but that would have been. 30 plus years ago, to be honest, when, uh, you know, the whole idea of using computers, certainly in the workplace, was so new um, that the company that I was working for actually had people who came in and did very basic training. I've still got the certificates because, you know, I'm a bit sad on an introduction to Word, an introduction to Excel, an introduction to, to PowerPoint. Um, but of course, that was at a time when when things operated very differently. Certainly, I think the underlying principle of personalization uh, of student communication and addressing individual student needs is is absolutely vital. And I've had exactly the same experience as you in terms of students actually saying thank you for reaching out to me. I wasn't feeling sort of necessarily in the right place and this has made me feel better if only because I actually do now feel like, you know, the university cares. And it, it's quite quite easy, I think, for uh, students who are in very large universities or, you know, large programme courses to uh, to not feel that way. I'm very lucky because uh, somehow I managed to get out of being a programme leader a few years ago now. And the modules that I teach on are relatively small. But I absolutely agree. Um, and I know it's very difficult for people. And I know it's about finding time. Um, and I know it's about taking a responsibility that isn't necessarily one which is designated to you. And perhaps mail merge actually would be a, a, an easier way of doing that. But after every seminar, 
I will always email individually the students mm. who have not attended. Yeah. And generally speaking, that's to actually say, well, you weren't in the seminar today. I, you know, I hope everything's OK. Is, is there anything that I can do? Is there, is there anything that you need so that they, they realise you have noticed that they aren't there? Because number one, I think that's quite important. Absolutely. But number two, you're, you're phrasing it in a way that is purely supportive as opposed to what uh, for a lot of them their their prior experience you know absence from school is considered a very uh, serious matter and uh, I, there's a school near me that has a big thing outside saying uh, absence equals equals lost opportunity so it's you know it's a real heavy deal whereas when they come to university sometimes that that sort of uh, lack of a parent or a, a teacher saying you must and why weren't you, you you know that that extra freedom I guess we give them since they're all over 18 now uh, is something that sometimes they do struggle with and they do want to feel that that somebody is noticed and that that somebody cares so yeah 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 um, it, definitely and I think uh the reason I, I, I kind of started it is because I've got my son is just turned 18 um, and I've always been mindful of, you know, if these students were my children, how would I want them to be treated? But I think now that my son is closer to the age that we would of, of the students that we actually teach, I'm even more aware of it. And I think I'm aware of how his mind works and the worries that he has and you know um and so because of that I've thought we do actually need to be more proactive I don't think that we can necessarily always say to students right everything is on blackboard the onus is on you to check it if you're going to be successful in this life then you've got to be proactive and take the initiative I think certainly with level four students especially we've got to be proactive in making sure that we're engaging them and that we're supporting them into getting into really good habits we can't just assume that they're going to go from one environment where everything is given to them and 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 I hesitate to use the word the phrase spoon fed but you know they're very much kind of not in terms of the the uh teaching content but in terms of this is the process you've got to do it you know this is where you'll find it you know that's what they'll be used to but when they come to us there's so much more learner independence and we expect so much more from them um, and obviously we have inductions and that that's what they're there for, you know, but I think it's kind of a, a week of inductions to really change how they operate and how they think. And, and so for me, just being able to email, make them feel like, look, it's you and me that's talking now. How, how's it going? Don't forget that I'm here. Don't forget that you've got this personal tutor. Um, that just made a real difference. I think they didn't feel so much part of a bigger machine. They felt like it was a much more local community feel. And the the feedback is consistently really good and it is very, very effective at getting students to come out of the woodwork. Um, yeah. Really effective. And, um, and also, you know, looking at it from another angle, you know, we do and I, I don't like to focus on this, but we do have students 
or everywhere has students that might put in complaints about certain things at times and say well I've not been supported and I've not had this well actually when you've then got a mail merge you can just search the name through your inbox and go well I have literally got 10 emails here where mm. I can show that we've reached out to you personally now that isn't why I did this but it's actually proven to be one of the helpful things when a student is going um you know, some because sometimes they will try to play mummy off against daddy and say, Oh well, I've not I've not had any contact, I've not had any support, you know. Um and then when colleagues will get in touch with me and say, Well, have you have you heard anything about this student or do you know the student as programme leader? I can say, Yeah, I, I ha and I've got all of this and um so it's it is really, really useful. It's kind of like an informal record of you know what's been going on and and also it's a way that I can satisfy myself that that student has been told and signposted to relevant um, well-being services because again when you are telling someone we've got these fantastic well-being services we've got this fantastic support on on offer they don't want to if they if that's something they need they don't want to feel like it's just been you know sent out on a, a blanket thing they want to feel like oh somebody might actually think i need this maybe i should think about it um and so another one of the things that i did with this with using this mail merge function was after christmas um i would email all of the students using mail merge to say you know i know this is you know meant to be a really happy time of year but I'm really mindful that for some people it isn't and you've got um you know you've got assessments that are coming up so if you are struggling then just remember this is who your personal tutor is and you know um these are these are kind of some fantastic fantastic well-being services that you might want to look at it's just all the the main goal really was just for them to catch when they're scanning through their inbox that they say oh this email is directed to me personally I'm going to read mm. it um and so it's that's where it's gone from there but it's ended up being something that I use often um one of the things that I use it often for as well is if we're having um in-person exams or in-person assessments and you need to be able to communicate to each person where their assessment is and what time yeah. Oh, it's brilliant for that because I we did in the block one module that I've just taught on um, that I'm module leader for. We had 300 students that were taking an in-person oral assessment on a one to in a one to one with a tutor, obviously at different times, different places, different um, dates. And so I had to find a way to communicate to the student when their slot was without every other student having that information you know knowing about about where when their slot was so kind of yeah um and so mail merge was brilliant for that because I could just email the student I just had it all in a spreadsheet of this is the time of your assessment this is the room this is the date this is the the person who's going to be assessing you click click and it just sends it all it sent it to all students so again when they then come back if they come back and say well I don't know when my assessment is I can attach my original email to my response. So, well, I've attached the email that has told you when it is. So you may have missed it, but you've got it. So yeah. it's just kind of, it's almost to give you that peace of mind that you know you've actually, they've seen the information that they need to see. So like I say, it's 
it may be for some people they think oh I've been using this for years but I'm fairly into using technology to as you know into into trying to kind of make my practice um simpler but make it more engaging but it's only really in the last like 18 months that I've discovered mail merge and now I would I don't know what to do without it so I thought I need to tell I need to spread the word of mail merge because even if there's one person out there that hasn't heard of it that would find it useful then brilliant but like I say I'm not I'm not doing a kind of step-by-step tutorial on how to use it because that's quite difficult with the podcast but anyone that wants to just go and google mail merge and it'll you know it's a Microsoft function it's dead easy once you know how as up with all things there's a couple of things I want to pick up on that, that you said uh, earlier in, in your answer, because um, I think that they are quite important. I mean, I think the first is that it's very easy for us sometimes to forget how different the university environment is from what the majority of our students will have come from. And so, you know, it, it is a huge change for them. And I think uh, to a certain extent, we are responsible for helping to a certain extent, to a large extent, we are responsible for helping to manage that change. And you mentioned induction and mm. uh, having been responsible for for whole school inductions in previous existences. Um, I think one of the other things that, that's quite important is to understand that induction, however important it is, and I think it's personally uh, most important for socialization rather than mm-hmm. you know introducing them to the rules and regs of uh, the university because those are things they're either not going to be interested in or they aren't going to be relevant at that particular time so I think it's much better to actually see um, to see induction in terms of transition and to think about transition as a whole first year thing yeah um, and much like yourself because obviously we're both involved in block teaching at the moment and I um, have taught a block one and one of the things that I've amended after the first experience of that is to actually reduce the amount of content in terms of subject material and increase the amount of content in terms of what are essentially study skills so the kinds of things that would have been yes. covered by um, you know our study skills uh, module before but but trying to assist students and I think it is a whole year thing I don't think it can be done in induction I don't think it can be it can be done in the first module although clearly there are lots of things that you will want to front load in terms of uh, reading research uh, analysis and and sort of the writing formats although the formats really should be explained anyway there was a technical question I wanted to ask you about mail merge and that is are you able to or do you know if you're able to and do you ever use this where you can actually write a, uh, an email in advance and then just uh what do you call it where you put a date on it so that where you delay delivery yeah yeah so uh, that's the only thing that i haven't been able to work out yet because i am a f- i am a fan of delay delivery um because if i can't sleep then sometimes i will do emails at three o'clock in the morning um so i like delay delivery i haven't worked out how to do that yet and I have a feeling I googled it because I, I I learn everything through Google um well not everything but you know in terms of this kind of stuff and I don't think um I don't think it was possible 
I have a feeling it, it or if it was I couldn't do it but okay. um but it I just, would be good I just if thought it I'd was. Ask, mm. I know you you mentioned using the announcements and I am aware of the fact that the announcements even though they arrive as emails can be or can feel a little uh impersonal but of course one of the things about that is that there are certain announcements because you know there are things that you're going to be talking about uh, in advance so reminding students that they've got an assessment coming up for example or um reminding them of some other activity that that they need to have done in time and those are things that you could uh, plan in advance so I, I just thought i'd mm -hmm. check that and and you don't need to worry about using using google the amount of uh, youtube tutorials i've used for <laughs> all kinds of things um because i i you know i i prefer to sort of i think watch what somebody's doing so an animation yeah. is always going to work slightly better for me than um than just reading some instructions so clearly mail merge has been a significant part were there any other uh, technologies that you found have been useful in respect of this yeah um again it's quite a, it is a, a very small kind of tool but one that again not everyone is aware of so you know when you've got um a certain issue that is recurring in your inbox with say students or colleagues that are emailing you about something and you come up with a really fantastic response and you think right i'm going to remember that a lot of people will copy and paste it and put it onto a document and i know one colleague has an entire document that they keep open on their laptop with uh, stock responses to certain queries we don't need to do that. Um, so what you can have is templates, which is in uh, which is an Outlook add-on. And um, what you do is you have kind of with with templates, you just it, again you can kind of give it a certain title. So for example, if a student emails me and says they've got mental health issues, then I've got a title that says healthy DMU. And if I just click on it, it inputs into my email this stock response that I've got that said, you know, sorry to hear that. I mean, I normally add more to it. It's not, you know, when this a student is having real difficulties, I don't just send stock responses, but it just saves time yeah. writing out the same thing. And also you can ensure that you're being consistent in the message that you're putting out there. So um, you just write the template and it's an add-on in within Outlook and um, it pops up when you're writing a response to anyone. And you can just work through and click, click, click all of the different templates and it just puts it into the email. Um, and again, that has saved me so much time, especially when I've got students that are emailing me to say, when am I going to get my grades? Or I've got students that are saying, um, I'm trying to think, I've, I've not got my email open. but um, I, I, can, I can certainly think of uh, occasions where I've had to respond to a series of students and give them the same response and i have done that i've, I've tended to uh, remember you know who i'd sent the first thing to and then i'd cut and paste out the the main bit and you're right it is usually pointing people either in directions of services um or it's giving them more explicit instructions maybe where they've asked something that in retrospect hasn't been covered in enough detail in the assessment brief much like yourself, I, I'm not keen on saying to people, well, it's it's on Blackboard or no, you, yeah, know, you, just, you just need to read the assessment brief because there may be lots of reasons why they haven't done that or they don't want that. And I, it, it comes back again to this thing of it's a personalised response. If someone yeah. asks for help, I want to help them, even if that help actually exists somewhere out there. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to just push them on as as a consumer. 
um, you, you know, one of the worst experiences is is phoning uh, phoning someone up and going, oh yes, that you know, this is the wrong department. You need to go to so and so, and then you get put through to so and so, and then they say, oh no, you need to write to so, and you just feel like you're being pushed about. Yeah. And, and I know from uh, my experience of, of sort of customer services, particularly in the hospitality industry, that even if it's not mine, it's much easier, particularly in the case of students, to say, not a problem. Leave it with me. I'll track down who can help you. And and so they just have that one person. And I think that helps in terms of building relationships as well. Yeah. And confidence as well, that if if they contact you, you you're going to really give them a thorough a thorough kind of response and answer to their query um i just i just whilst we were talking i just got my templates up um so that i could remind myself because i've got quite a lot of them and because i'm program leader i have a lot of this kind of same queries that come through such as you know if i want to take a break from my studies what's the process well i've got a template where i've written out the entire process in detail um giving them links to the forms that they'd need to complete so i've not just kind of gone okay click on this web link and it's going to tell you about it i've actually offered a really robust and kind of um lengthy explanation but it's literally taken a click of a button to yeah. put that into an email to them um same with directing them to things like the center for learning and study support explaining what they do you know what the students can get from it um i've got ones for you know students seeking deferrals extensions want students that need um healthy healthy dmu which is what we call our well-being services you know that need directing to them um students that are looking at repeating their year uh queries about student finance there's loads students that wish to terminate their studies and it's so that i can make sure that i'm reducing the the space for human error as well because we mm. were talking earlier about uh, before we started recording about you know how we work best and you're more of a morning person and I'm very much not a morning person and so if I'm applying to a, an email first thing in the morning you know I would hate to and it doesn't happen but I would hate to kind of tell a student the wrong thing <laughs> because I've not had enough coffees yet whereas with this it makes sure I've already in the in the full light of day researched the answer the process all of the information that a student will need with this query I've input it into a template and all I have to do is click that button and they've got all the information they need and it's not required an awful lot of thought. Now, of course, what it does, it does mean is that at some point you have actually got to put that information into a template. It doesn't take particularly long. If you've written out an email to a student, you think this sounds really good. I just copy and paste it and make it one of my templates. Yeah. Um, but it say it means that I can get through a large number of complicated and complex queries, often a lot quicker in half the time because yeah. of little things like this. So again, it is a really basic thing, but it has meant it saved me a lot of time. And it means I can get through all of those, you know, all of those queries and give students the full standards of service they deserve the information that they need without it taking me 20 minutes to write an email out to them in instead it's taking me 90 seconds yeah so um so yeah so that that's the other one that was the the other kind of main one was it's just an add-on in outlook called templates 
and it just means that you've almost got your stock responses to certain things and you can just uh, put them into put them into an email and it just like I say saves 15-20 minutes writing out a kind of really lengthy email so yeah okay uh, we're coming to the end of the show but I just wanted to check uh, whether there's anything else that you want to very quickly mention uh, that that might help people out um so the only other things I'd say is I'm a huge fan of Padlet as well I think we've talked about Padlet in the past Roger and you I know you are as well I really love Padlet for trying to get um students to collaborate on feedback and I've been using that to um I've just kind of looked at my notes in terms of what I'd, I'd some of the ideas I've got Padlet for getting students to uh, collaborate and put together a um a yearbook so maybe not this doesn't link so much into streamlining work processes but that's just something I thought I'd mention people might like the idea of is I use Padlet to put together an e-yearbook for our final year students where we create columns and they all add to it and then that forms their yearbook at the end of the year rather than having like a physical paper copy that has been really really um, popular students love it it's something that we then download as a pdf or we can share it um, as is they can post it on their social media they can share their yearbook with everyone and um, what they do is they add we have different columns so one will say things like what I you know uh, what I would tell my first year self uh, my greatest achievement at DMU um, you know what where I want to be in five years and then we've also got columns for them to kind of share pictures of themselves and their friends whilst they were with us um, at DMU and uh, one of the things that we do towards the end of the year is get a photo booth where they take silly photos and they can add them in there this doesn't necessarily link into the streamlining of, of work but it's something that's brilliant for student experience which everything leads back to and yeah. um, I just wanted to mention it because it's been so popular no absolutely student experience and, and cohort identity and I, I think we're recognizing the the importance of those things and for anyone listening to this there is actually a bite size uh, episode that is specifically about Padlet as you identified <laughs> I am a big fan uh, for now though Liz thank you so much for going over that I will be exploring both of those seeing if I can um, make my own work a little bit more efficient but thank you so much for your time today you're welcome thank you for having me